0: an organization that was funded and maintained by a group of billionaires who had in mind global domination. This organization began with this objective in mind, but it was founded at the end of World War II with the idea of resolving international conflicts and bringing global peace, but it's developed into one of the most influential organizations in the world with power to sway the nations financially, politically, spiritually, and educationally, usurping the sovereignty of nations throughout the world. Presidents, kings, and potentates from all over the globe have willingly signed treaties on behalf of their people, people who have not been aware of of what all these things entail. What would you call such an organization? We call it the United Nations. Located in Lake Success, New York, this organization was formed in 1945 on land donated by the Rockefeller family and with funding from Andrew Carnegie. Its charter has been ratified by China, France, Soviet Russia, the United Kingdom, and the United States of America, along with a majority of other signatories. 51 nations in all comprise the original members joined together in order to achieve the willing cooperation of free peoples in the world in which, relieved of the menace of aggression, all may enjoy economic and social security. What have they achieved over the past 77 years? It's definitely a subject worth considering. I am Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting and would like to invite you to walk with us as we consider this topic. We'll be reading from the book, Global Tyranny, Step-by-Step, The United Nations and the Emerging New World Order, written by William J. Jasper. Some things need to be brought into the light and we as a people should know the truth. Truth, if you believe it, brings freedom. History is a sad tale of a world spinning out of control. In this unfolding drama of redemption, we see men trying to find answers to all the wrong questions. It's truly a sad, sad story. Now, I have read and studied, I've researched, I've written, considered, and even read some more, and the end is always the same. Men are searching and searching and searching, but they never find anything. They're digging, looking for new answers, but they never hit bottom, They destroy almost everything they touch. They boast of things of which they know nothing about. Humanity continually seeks more profound ways to express its depravity as they proclaim their absolute freedom and autonomy. The odd thing is this. Men can express themselves in any number of ways without restraint in the privacy of their homes. They go in, they close the door, and do whatever they wish to do extreme evil, drugs, sex, parties, and debauchery of every sort are tucked away in the privacy of many, many, many homes. This liberty, however, and this independence is not enough. Why should depravity be restricted to the privacy of somebody's home? Why should it be relegated within those four walls? That's not liberty. They want us to participate and embrace and accept their perversions. They want to feel normal in their abnormality. There was a day in my lifetime, When homosexuality was rejected as a crime against nature and a perversion against a creator's original intent, society rejected it altogether. It's not a new phenomenon by any means. Such practice has been around as far back as the history of the book of Genesis. The first reference to sodomy can be found in Genesis 19. Two angels came to Sodom to investigate its sins. Before they ended their day and retired to rest, all the men from every part of the city surrounded Lot's house and ordered Lot to bring these men out so that they could get to know them. The word know in the Hebrew expresses a sexual abuse. However, homosexuals and those who support homosexuality have sought to reinterpret the passage. They had to twist the meaning. Otherwise, it would seem to be evil what they did. The men of Sodom wanted to greet these strangers in a socially acceptable manner, making them feel accepted and welcomed. That's why they came so late at night, right before everybody went to bed. Religious conservatives seek to add drama to condemn the practices of the homosexual. you see. Religion must be quashed, in their opinion. It must be silenced and eliminated. It's so bigoted. To the LGBT movement, any Christian faith is anathema. There was a day in my lifetime when lying to Congress was punishable, and people went to prison. They lost their positions, and they were put to shame. But not today. Such liars are venerated as stalwarts of the party, Held as brave warriors who have proven worthy. Those who expose such evil and corruption, while they're the racist, the bigoted fools in a war against democracy. Conservatives are seen as enemies of the state. I refer you to Joe Biden's September 1st, 2022 national speech in Philadelphia. It was the president who on that night proclaimed that he was unifying the nation. He lied. He was seeking to bring a greater division. There was a day in my lifetime when boys and girls had a particular innocence about them. There was no racial hatred among the, the students in school. The racism we experienced while I was growing up was motivated politically by caring adults, seeking to restrict society, and to create a new voting block. Racism, historically, has been a political tool used like a cudgel to bring about division. Walter Williams and Thomas Sowell, two of the foremost intellectuals in the black community, pointed out that black America was faring quite well before the Marxist liberals sought to help them. Today, the black people in America are subjected to extreme poverty. They're not getting better. They're not seeing a better day. The Democrats have lied to them and oppressed them and have placed a steel-toed boot on their throats. Biden let them know that if they did not vote for Democrats, they weren't even black. That is to say, you're a traitor to your race and your people. Today, School children are political pawns, force-fed racial animus, hatred, while the public school system teaches Marxist ideology following Derrick Bell's cultural Marxist ideas. They're seeking to reestablish the racial hatred that existed in bygone years. Why? Well, it creates a tension among the people, and it gives the Marxists something that they can point to. They want you and I to understand that America is a systemically racist nation entirely. We are a corrupt people. We have a corrupt government built on hate and division. These are the lies that are being taught over and over and over. It's like a constant drumbeat. Our children are taught these things in elementary, secondary, and university education. As a child, my classmates and I would stand hand over heart as we recited the Pledge of Allegiance and face the flag. Today, this is not allowed. It's far too jingoistic, far too radical, too extreme. What has America done other than promote white supremacy and racism? Do you want your child to pledge themselves to belong to such a nation? As a child, my classmates and I would sit and listen to Ms. Martin as she came in and taught us Bible stories using a flannel board. Today, this is forbidden. I witnessed an elementary teacher in my small rural community here just recently tell her assistant to turn off the television show the children were watching. Why? Because, she whispered. It mentioned Jesus, we've come a long way in our liberty and freedom, haven't we? yeah, we've advanced in telling our elementary children that they can choose to be whatever sex they wish, how advanced, how modern, how technologically sound we are. God did not determine your sex. you can though our government is paying for your child to be told and taught these things. They're being encouraged to mutilate their genitals at an age when they can't even decide what two pairs of socks they should wear, and yes. We've come a very, very long way, haven't we? Well, let's blame it on the Marxist Democrats. I mean, that's a safe thing to do. But wait, listen, very carefully. You know, you won't hear many staunch, upright Republicans raising the roof over these things. The United States government is composed of Marxist Democrats with a fixed agenda and a weak-kneed, unorganized Republican Party with no synchronized plan. They're afraid of being called bigots and racist or upsetting the status quo, while they all jockey for a position within the establishment. My generation was taught if you worked hard, studied, and focused, you could achieve whatever you wanted. Every little boy could be president, or a doctor, a lawyer, a policeman, or a fireman. America was a meritocracy, and if you worked for it, you could get it. Some had to work harder than others, and that's true, but hard work proves the middle of a man. Those were the days when boats were made of wood, and men were made of steel. Those days are gone. Today, we're into plastics. We have to keep plastics away from the heat, though. It melts very easily. Equity is the sermon that we hear coming out of the White House now, not equality and not, not meritocracy. We will take the high road, Biden tells us, showing mercy to all, from each according to his abilities, to each according to their need. Yeah. Sounds good, right? This was the expressed desire and written desire of all aspiring progressives, and the firm stated opinion of Karl Marx. Today, where we are borrowing heavily from Marx, Engels, and Lenin, they tell us that capitalism is a death cult. that Jesus Christ himself was a socialist. They let us know that God is dead, and we are being set up for a class war that will divide the nation. The means of production are being transferred. There is nothing to lose but the chains that bind us, and we must learn to accept that we are, as a nation, a democracy. According to the Marxist Democrats, Marx declared that any political thought outside of his Communist Manifesto was false and not democracy. Perhaps this is true. But we are not a democracy. The Founding Fathers rejected the idea of becoming a democracy for good reason. Yet Biden, Obama, Clinton, and all their psychopaths insist that we are indeed a democracy. But no, my friend, read history. Just look back. Study what the Founding Fathers intended. Get grounded in truth. We are a constitutional republic. Marx taught that if you can keep people from their history, they're easily controlled. So study and find out history and see if they can control you. If you take away a people's heritage, they're easily persuaded. Marx taught that peace is the absence of all opposition to socialism. To achieve this goal, we must abolish all private property. We'll have all things in common will be all one, part of the collective. We'll have nothing and be happy. The democratic concept of man is false because it is Christian, according to Karl Marx. The democratic idea holds that each man is a sovereign being. Marx said that's an illusion, a dream, and a postulate of Christianity. And it was his stated desire to dethrone God and destroy capitalism. He first saw the prerequisite for happiness for the people was the abolition of religion altogether. Religion, according to Karl Marx, is the opium of the masses. Now, you can read all this, step back and think, scratch your head, and realize, hey, this guy was a true friend of American values and a real supporter of our Judeo-Christian values, wasn't he? And If you think that way, I've got uh, oceanfront property in Arizona. But look to Washington, and you'll see what they think. Compare truth to truth, huh? Karl Marx stated that to see the proper development of communism, heavy or progressive graduated income tax would be necessary. Amazingly, Woodrow Wilson and the progressives of his day agreed wholeheartedly, and they forced the progressive tax onto the backs of the American people in 1917. This was not for the betterment and the empowerment of the people. It was a strict move that granted excessive power to the federal government and placed a chokehold on the people. Wilson also instituted the Federal Reserve, a central bank, And it was Roosevelt who who removed us from the gold standard. Funny how these guys were all progressive Democrats. Amazing. The progressive movement. We're now at the mercy of a fiat currency whose value is established by a few men who govern in the Federal Reserve. How do you like 9% inflation and milk at $5 a gallon? Or perhaps you enjoy gasoline at $4 a gallon. Taxes are on the way up and big government is coming back. Today, sky-high mortgage rates are back in place, and China is breathing down our neck while North Korea is threatening with long-range missiles. My, oh my, how they're doing such a wonderful job. Our government is paying billions upon billions upon billions of dollars to prop up a totalitarian Marxist regime in the Ukraine, not to mention that our elections are a joke throughout the world. Filled with corruption like that in Panama or Venezuela. History is a sad tale of the world spinning out of control. Of men trying to find answers to all their wrong questions. It truly is a sad, sad story. Hello, this is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. It's been a distinct privilege to provide for you, our listeners, a fact-filled historical perspective on public education in the United States through our podcast, John Dewey's Dumbdown of the American Mind, as well as considering the definite decline we're facing in our culture with global Marxism from the top down. The research and the facts are quite revealing, and in many cases, stunning. If you or your organization would like us to speak to your group, please contact us at VintageBroadcasting2020 at gmail.com. That's VintageBroadcasting2020. 2020 at gmail.com, or call 606-776-3845. That's 606-776-3845. We appreciate your participation and thank you very much. again as we continue with our series Global Tyranny Step by Step. This is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. Have a good day. Come on, Sergeant.